This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. You're listening to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Now, here's Justin Fielder, Derek Stafford, and Tyler Schaefer. Hello, and welcome to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Justin here along with the Cousins, Derek and Tyler. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at HuskerCuzCast for all podcast updates and more. It's been a while since we've uh, recorded an episode, but we're back. Football season is going to be upon us soon. Right, Tyler? Oh, I sure hope so. I mean, I I think right now it's kind of scary with the COVID outbreaks, but I'm confident they're going to find a way to have the season. Derek, are you confident? Uh, Not near as confident as Tyler, obviously. Uh, you know, Justin, I think uh, with all these COVID outbreaks going on in the NBA, I'm not so sure we're going to have to see the NBA come back. And if they don't come back, I don't I don't see a football season. But I sure hope I'm wrong because I'm ready for some damn sports to come back. Well, I tell you what, guys, let's move forward thinking that we are going to have a season. So we have a reason to come <laughs> back each week because I'm star for sports. I know you guys are, especially college football. This is what we live for. So uh, to our listeners, uh, thank you for listening to us. Uh, we are going to make this a weekly thing from here on out until uh, they say that there's not a football season, but we will be here. we got a fun show planned for tonight. Uh, what we're going to do tonight is we're going to take a look at the, uh, the 2020 Nebraska schedule, and we're going to tier them up into the games, the easiest batch to the toughest batch. And then also we're going to take a look at the stats from 2019, and we're going to play a game of over-under on all the major statistical categories there. Uh, this week in the news, Bill Moose, he kind of caused a little bit of a uproar, I guess so, uh, when he was asked about what's going to be a successful season for Nebraska this year. And he gave the same answers that he did last year, you know. Six wins. Last year it was not very popular that he did it. And he's coming out the gate and saying he's like, six wins would be considered a good year. And, you know, if the ball bounces right, we could get a couple more. Uh, Derek, is that fair? Uh, you know, of course it's fair. Uh, it's not what fans want to hear. But, you know, <laughs> I, six wins at this point, I think we, any progress is progress. I don't know what we can expect out of this season. It's such an odd season with everything that's happened, you know, not getting a spring and not – not knowing what fall practice is really even going to look like yet. So hard to tell what we're actually going to get in, you know, especially not getting, not being a bowl eligible team last year, missing out on those 15 practices, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know? So, so yeah, I think right now, uh, we need to root for the six wins so we can start getting those extra 15 practices. So hell with the practices, man. I need something to watch during bowl season. (laughs) <laughs> Tyler, is, that's that's for the fans. We need development too. Yeah, we we sure do. Tyler, what are your thoughts on Bill Moose's statement? Yeah, I think that's fair. You know, last year at this time, I was drinking the Kool Aid. You know, I thought we had a ten-win season in front of us, and I was dead wrong. And I think when you look at the state of the program and this schedule in particular, I think six wins is a very good goal for us. It is. Well, let's take a look at the schedule here uh, again. Let's. Uh, we got the bottom four, middle four, and top four. Uh, so, Tyler, give us your bottom four uh, teams or opponents for Nebraska this year, starting with 12. Yeah, so my, my, my easiest game on the schedule 
is uh, South Dakota State. Uh, you know, I know there's a lot of fans out there that are nervous about this game. I am not one of them. Uh, above that, I have Central Michigan. Uh, above that, I have Rutgers. Uh, it is a road game. You brought in Greg Schiano, which if you've listened to this podcast, you know I'm not that high on him. You got Noah Vedral, but still a pretty easy game in my opinion. And then Illinois wraps it up. Um, you know, Illinois is going to be a little bit tougher. There's definitely a jump from 10 to 9 in my opinion. And Illinois... Uh, I mean, that's a team that could go bowling, and that's definitely not a gimme by any stretch, but uh, yeah, that's my 12 through 9. All right, Derek, what's your bottom four? Uh, Well, I tend to disagree with Tyler quite a bit here. I have Central Michigan as our easiest game. Look, they're... They're not going to have their starting quarterback. He's suspended for failing a drug test, and he's suspended for the first five games, so we're not going to see him. And even with that, they're only returning six guys on the offense. They're returning a lot on defense, but uh, they're they're leading, they're losing their top rusher. I, I don't see them being another eight-win team playing for the MAC again this year. I think they're going to drop off quite a bit, and I think that's got to be our easiest game. Number two, I will agree with Tyler. I think Rutgers is our number two game. Uh, it's probably the worst defense we're going to see all year. They have a lot of defense coming back, but I don't know what that's saying when you're 129 or 126th in doing in defense and your off. And even their offense wasn't good. They were 129th in scoring offense. Uh, they, they rank statistically as the worst team in four of the major categories that we're going to face out of the teams that we're going to face. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I just I, I don't see Rutgers being good at all. Uh, South Dakota State, I have number three. But I think the only reason I really have them there is because they're an FCS team. But I think they are a trap game sitting right before Minnesota or uh, Cincinnati. I'm sorry, not Minnesota. Cincinnati, because I think that's going to be a tough game. And I hope we don't start looking forward to that game. Uh, plus, South Dakota State has been very well known for playing Big Ten teams tough and even beating some Big Ten teams so they, that game does scare me a little bit, Tyler. I, I hate to say that, but it does scare me a little bit. And then number four, I went with Purdue. Uh, I know they're going to get Rondell Moore back, and they're going to have David Bell back, but they don't have a quarterback yet right at the moment. Uh, their, de- their defense is probably the only defense that could be ranked the same as Rutgers. So our offense hopefully should be able to move the ball on them, I would hope. It could that game could turn out to be a shootout, but I, I I'm going to go with Purdue as my number four. Or I got nine, I got to nine, say I guess sorry for anybody that's listened to the show. You know you could have predicted that Derek would have Purdue in his bottom four because he absolutely does not respect Purdue in any in any way. I so I just knew it. I just so I started grinning when you said uh, that they were coming in at number nine. Uh, here's here's my bottom four guys. Number twelve, uh, Central Michigan. That's, they're going to be outmatched. Derek, you pointed out to the quarterback gone. They got an okay defense, but that's not going to be close. Number 11, South Dakota State. You know, that's a hungry team. It's going to be a fun game because there's a lot of Nebraska kids there. Uh, there's a couple transfers, Cole Fromm and Isaiah Stalbert. They're playing at South Dakota State now. Uh, so that, that'll be interesting. Uh, number 10, I have Ruggers. Going on the road out there, you know, this uh, Scott Frost Nebraska teams they have not played well on the road, uh, so it should be outmatched. But uh, the game just kind of scares me there. Number nine is Illinois. Uh, Tyler, you had Illinois at number nine. I do too. Uh, yeah, that's they're at home. They return a lot of offense, but uh, they've lost some 
their top two running backs there. I think this sets up as an easy win. All four of those games should be easy wins. Go ahead, Tyler. So, so I, I was going to say, so Derek, you're a lot higher on South Dakota State than Justin and I. I had them the easiest. You know, South Dakota State has a great reputation. You know, last year they played uh, Minnesota tough. They beat Bo Pelini and Youngstown State. But they ended the year rough. They lost three out of their four final games. I, I, you know, I know you can't look past them, and, I'm, and it wouldn't shock me if they gave us a fight. But I, FCS, I, I just think that's a game that – Nebraska should handle from beginning to end. It's a game we should handle from beginning to end. It's not a game I'm convinced we're going to handle beginning to end. Okay. Uh, let's talk about the middle four now. Eight through five. Tyler. Uh, number eight, I got Cincinnati, and, and that might shock you guys that I have them that low. Um, but – you know, Michael Ward declared for the draft. I, I don't know how good their quarterback is. I, I do think Cincinnati is going to be a top 25 team when they come into Lincoln. But I, I think that that is probably an overranking. I just, I don't know if they're going to be as good as people think. Um, number eight and number seven were coin flip. I have Purdue, number seven. Purdue is the scariest game on the schedule for me. And the reason why it's the scariest is Nebraska has not come out under Scott Frost great the first game of the season. And if we lose that game, you will see the sky falling in Lincoln. That game is very scary for me. Um, number six, I have Minnesota. Um, Tanner Morgan is back. They're a really good team. Um, I, I do think last year was a little bit of fool's gold. I, I'm not buying them being a perennial Big Ten West uh, contender yet. So I got them number six and number five. I got Northwestern. Um, I have a lot of respect for Pat Fitzgerald. I think he's going to rebound from a three and nine season. It's uh, on the road. Definitely a scary game in my opinion. Okay. All right, Derek. What is your eight through five? All right. I, I got to kind of look at this a little funny. I kind of did this backwards from you guys. I went one through twelve. Twelve being the toughest game, but. So my back, my, my numbers are backwards here. Uh, but number eight, I have Illinois. I, I, I think uh, I know you guys had them in your easier tier, but man, they got that whole secondary coming back, and they were the hardest hitting secondary I think we faced all year. And I th- I think that still scares me a little bit with these guys. They got Brandon Peters coming back for another year. They have their top four wide receivers come or yeah, wide receivers coming back. Uh, I mean, they, they, they didn't have a lot of passing yards, but, I, man, they moved the ball so well on us last year, so they still worry me a little bit. Uh, so I, got, I had Illinois at number eight. Number seven, or, yeah, number seven, I've got Northwestern. I think that's a tough game because it's on the road. They got all their defense coming back, essentially. Patty Fisher's coming back for what seems like his, what, 20th year? Yeah. And that guy, I mean, that guy's been there forever, it seems like. Uh, their, their offense really struggled, but we couldn't move the ball on them last year. And I, I don't know that we're going to go on the road and just so, suddenly beat up on them and on the offensive side of the ball. And they will be a little bit better with Peyton Ramsey coming in quarterback in that, that team. However, I still don't think they have any playmakers around him. So I don't know if that makes a huge deal for him. I, I don't know that that was a good move for Peyton Ramsey, but we'll see what happens. Uh, Number six, I went with Iowa. With all the turmoil going on there and everything going on, look, I mean, they've got their 
leading quarterback transfer. I mean, their leading quarterback graduated, and Nate Stanley. Their next quarterback back in the spring transferred. So they're essentially on their third-string quarterback. They lost three out of their four defensive line to include A.J. Epinesa. Their expected starting one of their expected starting linebackers was Dylan Doyle, who was the son of the head, the head strength and conditioning coach. He's now transferred, so now you've lost another starter and linebacker. And right now, it just seems like there's so much of a mess there at Iowa. I, I put them kind of lower than what I probably should have, but I I just I, I struggle to see that one for now. And then for number five, I have Cincinnati. I think this is a tough game, Tyler. Uh, this is the third best rushing offense we'll, we will have faced. Uh, that quarterback that you're not scared of, I mean, I don't know that he's a great passer, but he's a damn good runner. And Nebraska has yet, in my last 20 years, proven they can stop a running quarterback. So I, I don't know. They have a great defense, and they get almost all their defense back. So I, I think this is a tough game for Nebraska. Yeah, and you know what? My middle four looks a lot like Derek's there. Uh, number eight, I have Northwestern. Uh, you know, they're going to be tough, but it, uh, number seven, Purdue. I'm with you, Tyler, that this, is, this game scares the hell out of me being the very first game. They got a lot of playmakers on offense. We've struggled against them last couple of years. So that game, there's going to be a lot riding on the line there. Number six. I'm I'm just like you there, Derek. Uh, potential locker room problems. They're at Iowa. We're hearing all kinds of nasty stuff coming out of Iowa right now. So we don't know how much is true, but there's obviously some issues going on there. Number five, Cincinnati. Tyler, I don't think you're giving Cincinnati enough love at all. They got a great defense. There's a reason why Luke Fickle chose to return to Cincinnati. They're going to be the top group of five team in the nation this year. I mean, he's got a whole bunch of studs there. I mean, he's he's going to have one hell of a team. And you're right. I think they're going to be they're going to be a top 25 team, and I think they're going to be deserving of that top 25 ranking. Coming off last year and what they have coming this year, I think you're really underestimating that game if you put all these other teams ahead of them. Well, so let me just hit on the Cincinnati thing. So I, I, it's not me devaluing Cincinnati. I, I, do, I don't think Cincinnati is going to be a gimme game by any stretch. I think that I probably am just higher on these other teams. But, Derek, you talked about their rushing. Well, they lost their best running back. So, I mean, who knows how it's gonna uh, how it's gonna take over to this year? And Justin, I, I don't buy them as the top group of five team. I think UCF is gonna probably be better than them. Um, and, you know, there probably will be a couple other Memphis could be. I mean, I I'm just I'm not buying the Cincinnati two years in a row. I like Luke Fickle as a coach, but um, you know, at the end of the day, I I think it's gonna be a game that's definitely losable, definitely a losable game for Nebraska. But I am not sold that this Cincinnati team is going to be as good as it was last year. Okay. I think the thing for me on the Cincinnati deal was they're returning pretty much their whole starting line too. So I think you can if your if your offensive line was that good that you could run the ball that good last year and you have that same line coming back, I think you could bring another running back in and do the same thing with them. Right. Uh, all right. Top four. Uh, four through one. Tyler, take it away. 
My number four, I got Iowa. I hear what you're saying about the coaching. I hear what you're saying about the turmoil. You may be right. They were the hardest team for me to rank. But these distractions, I, I have a feeling, unfortunately, they're, they're going to fall away as soon as the season starts. And Nebraska's record against Iowa hasn't been great. Uh, number three, I got Penn State. I got a lot of respect for Penn State. Um, I got Penn State on the same tier as I got Ohio State. Spoiler alert for where I'm going. But it's in Memorial Stadium. I think that gives us a leg up, uh, especially compared to the next two. Uh, number two, I got Wisconsin. Nebraska can't win in Wisconsin. We've never been able to play there. We had one year that we really had a shot. It just... I don't know why we can't perform there. And number one, Ohio State. They're they're probably a top ten team in the country, no doubt. Um, you know, Justin Fields is a Heisman contender. They're going to be able to run the ball. Uh, you know, we saw what happened last year. Now we're going on the road. I mean, there's just nothing good about this. Derek. All right, I have Minnesota as my uh, number four four team. Uh, I, I think Tanner Morgan is probably the second best quarterback in the Big Ten right now. Uh, he's still got Rashad Bateman out there to throw to. Uh, I, after him, it drops off pretty dramatically as far as receivers go. Chris Ottman Bell is the next guy up, and he only had 371 yards. But I, I mean, they 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 lose John. Uh, oh, Tyler Johnson, I believe was his name, right? Yes. And then, uh, but and they lost two of their top three running backs in Rodney Smith and Shannon Brooks. Uh, but Muhammad Ibrahim, if you guys remember last year, kind of just knocked our dicks in the dirt. So <laughs> I, I, it's hard to imagine that we can't. That we're just going to suddenly stop him. I guess. Uh, I don't know. They had such a great D, but they lose so much, and I don't know that I believe that they are in. They can just restock mode yet. I think they still have a ways to go for that. So I think they're going to struggle a little bit defensively compared to last year. But I, I still see this being a very tough game because that offense is going to be tough to stop. Uh, Penn State, I got I got Penn State number three with you, Tyler. I kind of tend to agree. I think the game being in Lincoln makes a little bit of a difference. Uh, the other thing about them is last year they ranked 100th in the country in pass defense, and they're losing half their defensive uh, half their defensive line. They're losing two out of three linebackers, but they do have Micah Parsons coming back, so that's going to be nice. Yeah. But they're also losing half their defensive backs and cornerback, you know, one cornerback and one safety. Uh, their de- their offense is going to be. I mean, they're, they're going to be to hell to stop. I'm pretty sure, but. Uh, Sean Clifford's another great quarterback. I mean, he's the one to probably give uh, Tanner Morgan a run for his money at the number two spot. Uh, next, I got Wisconsin. I, I'm with you, Tyler. It's on the road. Uh, John, they lose Jonathan Taylor, and that was 61% of their rushing yards. And that's not really normal for Wisconsin because they usually have another guy that's got close to 1,000 yards behind their leading rusher. But. Uh, last year, their next guy up only had 331 yards. Jonathan Taylor was just taking all the touches. Uh, but with that offensive line, I th- again, I think you can put, plug kind of any running back in there. And if he's got the hole to run through, that you can get a Mack truck through, you're probably going to get some yards out of it. And they return almost all their defense that ranked statistically in the top 10 in all categories except for pass defense, which only ranked 12th. 
So that's a tough defense, and they're going to be tough again next year. They do lose a couple linebackers, but they're linebacker U. So uh, Ohio State, number one, it's Ohio State, guys, and they lose a lot. But they got Justin Fields coming back, and they got uh, that Sermon coming out of Oklahoma. He's going to be a damn hard back to stop. They're losing a lot on defense again, but they're they're just they just reload. I mean, it's just it's impossible to play against them right now. All right, my top four, or which I call the unwinnable games. Uh, number four, Minnesota. That team is trending up. Uh, Tanner Morgan, my God, I think he's close to being the top quarterback in the Big Ten. Justin Fields is great, but Tanner Morgan, he's pretty damn impressive. Number three, at Wisconsin. That's going to be tough. We haven't fared well playing in Madison. They got a great defense. You know, I, we'll see how their offense goes with the running back issues there or, you know, losing Jonathan Taylor, I should say. That's their biggest running back issue. Number two, Penn State. I think they could give OSU a run for their money. Uh, Penn State's going to be – God, they're going to be tough. I don't care where that game's played. In, I mean, it's not like Lincoln's like uh, we have a home field advantage there, a huge home field advantage. Number one, Ohio State, hands down. I mean, that's just – it is what it is. I got to say, Tyler, I can't believe we didn't get to this earlier. You had Minnesota in the middle four. No respect for uh, P.J. Flex still? Well, okay, so two things I want to point out. One, we, we did it by fours. Honestly, if I was going to group these, I think I would do it by threes after looking at this. I think there's the top three, which I consider the unwinnables. Then there's four through six, which there's probably like a 66% chance we're going to lose. And I have Minnesota in that range. And then after that, then you look at, like, I think there's probably a you know, 66% chance we're going to win. And then, um, you know, that. that. So I, it's not that I don't respect Minnesota. I think you guys are just underestimating uh, Northwestern. I mean, they're returning 19 starters. Two years ago, they won the West. I mean, this is a team that they're going to be back. I, I don't know what you're seeing about them that really makes you feel they're a layup. I mean, they're returning the most starters in the Big Ten. I know they were bad last year, but what was last year? A three-point game? I mean, like, let's not pretend like we're a lot better. We're on the road there. We get Minnesota at home. I just I think Minnesota and Northwestern will probably end with about the same record, and you have one road game, one home game. Well, here's the thing: Minnesota school drug us last year. It wasn't close last year. It wasn't. And it wasn't. you're right. And Northwestern, you know, I mean, we won a pillow fight against them. Uh, we we came out ahead in, in a pillow fight. Uh, Northwestern, they're going to be interesting. I'm, I'm interested to see how Peyton Ramsey, how he'll fit in in that whole offense. I mean, he was a top three returning uh, quarterback in the Big Ten, but now he's going to Northwestern. You know, Northwestern had, what, Hunter Johnson and some other dude that was supposed to be kick-ass quarterbacks there. They didn't pan out at all like what we thought they would. We gave Hunter well, Johnson. Not. We gave the, them so oh, I, gave, high I gave Hunter Johnson so much damn credit. We all did that. Five star, uh, I, I, five star I was high kid? on him more and more so. Like, yeah, he's a five star kid. Hell, I had him headed. I had him being a better quarterback than Justin Fields in year one. Yeah. Just just because he had been there for a full year already, and he didn't pan yeah. out at all. But but, but I'll then, say this: the, the one thing I disagree with you on, Justin, is uh, you, you call the bottom four the unwinnable games. I don't think Minnesota. Yeah, top four. I'm sorry. Uh, I I don't think Minnesota's unwinnable. 
I think it's a tough game. Uh, the the bottom or the top three, yeah, they're, they're, I think they're probably on will. I don't see us beating Penn State, Wisconsin, or Ohio State. The rest of the rest of the games on our schedule, I'm not saying we will win them, but I think they're all winnable. Okay. And if you look at if you look at the if you look at the FPI outside of Iowa, and I know we don't necessarily always agree with ESPN, but they have us favored in all first of the seven games by sixty percent or better, and then. The Minnesota game is basically a toss-up, but they have us favored like fifty point two percent. And then the other, the other five are pretty much we have no shot in, according to the FPI. Okay. But I, I also want to say this about the the one other big difference I noticed from mine is yours, and and you guys were definitely a lot lower on Iowa, and I understand your reasons, but we have to beat Iowa, and it's on the road. I mean. That, that that to me is a if Iowa doesn't self destruct that to me is a, it's a tougher game than Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, but on paper though, on paper Minnesota's a better team. I I, I, I agree. I, I, I do I, agree with I, that. You have a lot of reasons. I mean, Tan, you you guys both said Tanner Morgan's the second best quarterback in the Big Ten. I will not disagree. Minnesota school drugged us last year. Will not disagree. But Derek, you said their defense is going to be rebuilding. I'm not convinced that they have the talent. So I was. Just, yeah, but I was been good for so long. Like, like you are taking the best year of Minnesota football in the last I don't know how long, and you're saying that yeah, that's the new standard. And I'm not. I I just don't believe PJ Fleck is that guy. Is Minnesota an eight nine win team this year? Sure they are. I mean I'm not saying they're a garbage team, but the, again I was gonna be an eight nine win team too. I mean there's just unless they self destruct, they're both the same team in my opinion. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to do a further deep dive into all of the Big Ten teams at a later date. But we got to move on. We got a lot to get into. Uh, part two of this episode here. We're going to take a look at the 2019 rankings and all of this major statistical categories, and we're going to play a game of over under. So we're going to look at the rushing, passing, and total offense, scoring offense, and same for defense. We're going to do that. I'll give the stats for last year. And you're going to say over or under. So we're going to start with rushing offense here. Last year, 203 yards yards per game, ranking third in the Big Ten, 30 nationally. Tyler, over or under? So we're starting off with the hardest one, in my opinion. Um, I, I think this is the toughest one. We actually had pretty good success, as Justin just said, running the ball. Um... You know, Diedrich Mills ran for 745 yards last year. I do think he's going to exceed that. Does he get to 1,000 yards yet to be determined? But I, I am ultimately going to go under for two main reasons. One, last year we depended a lot on the run game with Adrian Martinez. He ran the ball 144 times and for 626 yards. I don't see that production this year because I don't think we're going to need him to. And I just don't think Ramir Johnson or... Whoever you want to put as that number two back is going to be able to make up for the 638 yards that we saw from Mo Washington and Rondell Robinson. And with no J.D. Spielman, I don't see Rondell back there. So I just don't see the production. I'm going to go a slight decrease. Derek, over under on rushing offense. 
I'll agree with Tyler. This is this is definitely a tough one to pick. Uh, I'll also agree that we might hit the slight under, although I don't agree that we're not going to see Adrian Martinez still run the ball a lot. I mean, he ran about the same amount of times in his freshman year as he did his sophomore year. I, I don't see him just stopping running him. Uh, plus, I think you're going to see some just some McCaffrey come in. They're going to they've already proven they like to run the ball with him. And everybody keeps thinking that Wondell Robinson's done running the ball. And I got bad news for you. He may not get it 20 times a game like he did a few times last year, but he's still going to run the ball a lot. Uh, I think they're going to tr- draw up some sweeps for him, some reverses, whatever, whatever they can just to get the ball in his hand. So I still think he's going to get some yards. Uh I just don't know if it'll be quite as much as last year. And I think, well, we'll get to the other stat, but uh, I just don't see us focusing on the run quite as much as we did last year, I guess. Did Wandale ever clock 20 runs a game last year? Well, I might have been exaggerating, but (laughs) it sure felt like it sometimes. Was it Minnesota? There was one game that I I think he might have hit 19 carries. Uh, Did he? Was it? It may not have been Minnesota, but it was in that stretch of the season. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he he definitely had a game when he clocked a decent amount of carries. Okay. All right. Uh, for rushing offense at 203 yards per game, I have us going over this year. I think we have better O-line play this year. Uh, I think we're going to dedicate more to the run this year because it works. We have a lot of young talent coming in at running back. That we can share around, and you got to use that offensive line, I think. Uh, so I see it going up slightly there. Moving on to the passing offense. Oh, go ahead, Tyler. Well, I was gonna say, great point on the offensive line. I do think the offensive line is going to be improved, and there should be better holes. But uh, nice point there. Again, toughest category for me. Yeah. All right, passing offense, 212 yards uh, a game, ranked ninth. In the Big Ten and 82nd in the nation. Tyler. I, I'm going to go over. Um, you know, all I have to say about his overs, last year against Ohio State, we only passed for 47 yards. Iowa, we only passed for 100 yards. I, I mean, for nothing else, I just don't see us having these awful games throwing the ball like we did last year. I think we'll be a lot more settled. Um, the loss of J.D. Spielman is a big loss. I don't know how we're going to make up for it, to be honest. But I just law of averages. We just we will not have those stinkers that we had last year. Derek? Well, i tell you how I think we're going to make up for it. It's putting a 6'4 wide receiver on the outside and Omar Manning. And I think that's going to take a lot of pressure off of Adrian Martinez where he's going to be able to throw up some 50-50 balls. And he's going to have a guy tall enough to go up and get it. And so I think that will help a lot. And I do think we will hit the over in this. I don't know if it will be excessive over, but I do think it will be over. And I think we've uh, got a better wide receiver coach. I think that will help a lot. Uh, Last year was just a down year for the passing game, and I just don't see that happening two, two years in a row under this offense. All right, for passing offense, 212 yards per game. I have it under. Again, I, I think we're going to dedicate more to the run. Uh, you know, Scott Frost, we still don't have an identity on offense, but I think that we're going to be focusing more on the run headed forward. Uh, we got less experience at wide receiver. We got a lot of big-name talent there, but all they are 
are just big names right now. No experience in Division One. Uh, we're not even returning any experience. So the experience that we are returning, are they big heavy hitters? Not really. So, all right, Derek. Outside, outside of Diedrich Mills, can you say the same thing about the running backs? No, I, I can't, but but I really, well, it, I really like that offensive line that we have. But I, I, I think the offensive line is going to be better in pass too. blocking as well. There, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, Jinx, you owe me no, a Coke, I guess. But. <laughs> but, Justin, you mentioned a lot of stuff about uh, the receivers, but you forgot the tight end position. And, and I know they weren't the most productive, but, I mean, I think that tight end position looks really strong for the Huskers this year. Um, yeah, I mean, Derek, you're high on Omar Man. I think we're all high on him. And, but right now I'm kind of like, you know, wishing in one hand shit in the other to see which one fills up first. I mean, I, I – Well, know, Justin we, talks we, like we have nobody returning, but we got Wondell Robinson returning who's a stud. Yeah. I mean, I mean – I think we have just as much returning on wide receiver as we do running back in Wondell Robinson compared to Diedrich Mills. Well, I mean, look. And, and you can say what you want about Diedrich Mills, and I, and I hope he has a great season. And, Justin, you and I have had this conversation, but we're really basing this off of, like, essentially three games that we're expecting him to be really good next year. I, I, he gets – I have full confidence on him. You know, he was a freshman in 2016, so this is an older guy. He's a transfer guy. He's an older guy on the team. Shoot, he may be even one of the oldest ones outside of Damian Jackson. I, I really was impressed with what he did late in the year last year, and I think uh, the coaches, they kind of rode with him later in the year. We know what he did at Wisconsin. Great game. I mean, I think it's going to just continue headed into this year. I think he's uh, now a senior. I, I think... It's, it's going to be great. Uh, but moving on, uh, total offense. Total offense, 415.8 yards per game last year, which ranked uh, fifth in the Big Ten and 55th overall in the nation. Tyler. I'm going to go over. Um, yeah, I think our passing offense is going to make up for the slight decline, I think, in rushing. Here's what I'll say. Guys, Scott Frost was known as an offensive guru when he came to Nebraska. I, I just I don't think that was all hype. I think he's going to figure it out. He's going to stop some of the cute shit that he did last year. Um, and, and I do think an overall off, better offensive production you will see. Derek? I, I tend to agree, cause I, I, but not necessarily because of Scott Frost, although I still have all the faith in the world in Scott Frost. But my reason of thinking is I think it's because Adrian Martinez is going to bounce back and have a better year. And if he doesn't, I have full faith that Luke McCaffrey can come in and do, do, even be, do as good or better. So I think – and I don't think this year there's going to be any – reason not to pull Adrian Martinez if he's not playing well. You know, last year they wanted to save Luke McCaffrey's redshirt year. Well, now there's no reason for it. So I can see a lot of reasons why this offense is going to look better. So I do think it'll get slightly over, but yards isn't where I think we need to get better. So it, but it, but I do think it'll be a slightly better. Yeah. I, I have it over also. I love the uh, – I really like the, the rushing aspect. In my mind, I think that's where our bread and butter is going to be headed into the year. Uh, 55th nationally last year. I mean, I think we can get up to easily, you know, top 40 offense next year. I, I really do. Uh, 
And you know what? I, I think that Scott Frost will probably be a little bit better in situational football as he was in the last two years. Uh, there's a lot of times, you know, third and short, he just wasn't calling the right play. Behind an, uh, an offensive line that you trust now, I think you can run the ball in those scenarios where, you know, you didn't have to throw it, you know. And, and, well, and I, I, I think you're key right there. You're, I mean, you're, I, 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 again, I'll blame Scott Frost a little bit, but a lot of it was lack of trust in the offensive line last year. Or this year, I think you can trust them a little bit more to run sure. it. Sure. On, the, on those short third downs. So wh- while he probably could have continued to try and run it up the middle on those short third downs, we were getting stuffed a lot early in the year. And so I think there was a lack of trust there. And you're right, Justin. I think this year he will quit with like, some of the cute stuff and just, just run it on the short third downs. Well, yeah. it, 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 you guys talked about it, but I think last year it seemed to me like if it was a third down and four, the play call was, okay, Adrian Martinez is going to run it. Like, that, that was the play call to let him try to make something happen. And, Justin, you're right. It's because, you know, they didn't trust the offensive line. And, you know, and they didn't trust the, him to hand it off to a running back. They wanted to put it in, in, even though everyone believes Adrian was garbage last year. My opinion is still arguably our best player's hands to make a play. I just, it, it, it was predictable. It was or cutesy. He tried sweeps at the wrong time. Yeah. I just, I, I didn't love his uh you know, play calling a lot last year. Yeah, you called it right. He did try to get a little too cute there in a lot of games last year. Uh, you know, we're going to do a position breakdown episode here, I, I, whatever the schedule is, but soon, right? And, uh, you know, I was going to say this into that episode, but I'm, we're talking about the offensive line. This is probably the most excited I've been for the offensive line at Nebraska in three, four, five years maybe. I mean, it's been a while since I've been this excited about this offensive line. And, and so. you're you're not wrong there, Justin. And then the good thing about this is it's going to continue. Yeah. Because this oh offensive God. line looks stacked for the next five years. Oh, absolutely. If you look at that redshirt freshman class that we have there, I mean, oh my God, it, it's it's gonna it's gonna be awesome. That gets me we excited for another guy. From, we just brought in Ezra Ezra Miller from Iowa. So yeah, yeah good we did. Year. We did. Another another guy that left Iowa. Yeah. yeah. To to walk on at Nebraska, which amazed me. Uh, Four star guy. I'm sure he's going to have his opportunity for a scholarship oh, I, soon. Abs- absolutely, he will. But all right, moving on. Let's talk about the scoring offense. Uh, last year, you want to know why we were five and seven? Twenty eight points per game is what Nebraska averaged on offense. That ranked 7th in the Big Ten and 72nd in the nation. Over or under, Tyler? I got over. I I think there's three main components of this. One, I think we're going to put more yards up. More yards is a better chance to score. Two, I mentioned this with passing offense. Last year we had some duds out there. And I, 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 again, I think we're going to lose some games this year. Don't get me wrong, but I don't see us getting blown out like the way we did against Minnesota and Ohio State. So I think we're going to be more consistent. In three, red zone offense. Last year, we were 115th in the country in red zone offense. I think we'll be better at the goal line. We'll be able to do that. And those three components will lead to a much improved scoring offense. Hell yeah. Derek? Uh, I tend to agree with you, Tyler. I, I, I do believe if we're going to win games, we're going to have to be over on this. Uh, and I think we will be. 
But here's the reason I think it will be. And part of it is, you're right, Tyler, it is red zone offense. But part of the reason red zone offense was so terrible is we'd start throwing towards the end zone. And we had a guy that was 5'11", as our top, like, tallest receiver out there. And again, we've got Omar Main at 6'4". We've got Chris Hickman out there at 6'2". Uh, Xavier Betts, if he gets some playing time, another 6'2 guy. we got some taller receivers that I think can go up for the ball in the end zone a lot better than we did last year. So we're not going to have to rely on a Wandell Robinson or an Adrian Martinez to make a juke move to try and get into the damn end zone. So I think that will help a lot. But my other biggest reason why I think this this goes up is I think special teams with Jonathan Rutledge coming in is going to improve, and we're going to start making some damn field goals if we do get stopped. And we're not going to have to go for it on fourth down because Scott Frost can't trust a damn kicker. Right. Yeah. Good. Great point. Uh, scoring offense, I think that's way over for me. You know, we had a three-game stretch last year where we scored seven points versus Ohio State, 13 against Northwestern, seven against Minnesota. Outside of those three games, Nebraska averaged 34 points per game, and I think we're going to be above 34 points per game uh, in 2020. I think we're going to wow. get a lot higher. We're going to get a lot more offensive production to uh, – pump up those numbers again uh you know play calling i think the play calling is going to improve you know we're going to be a little bit more efficient on offense there so i, I think uh, that's going to translate to a lot of points tyler is mr optimist back just I, I, you know what I, i'll tell you this this hiatus made you both smarter I, I, it, it really did it, it, you guys came back and you're not dumbasses anymore well, I'm about to shit all over your pants because we're about to talk defense now. <laughs> can, can, can I bring up one more fact before we move on to defense? Yeah, go ahead. I think with I think with uh, Matt Lubick sitting up in the stay up in the uh, booth rather than Troy Walters, I think he will do better of breaking down defenses than what Troy Walters did, and he will give better information to Scott Frost for him to call better plays too. Yeah, I you know I mean. They always they, they keep talking about that chemistry that Lubick and Frost had at Oregon, you know. And we thought that they had chemistry at UCF between Troy Walters and Scott Frost. So it's kind of like we, we hear this, we've heard this song and dance before. So what's actually the truth? We won't know until we start seeing the games, right? But True. Uh, we saw, none of us were happy with Troy Walters. So it just kind of seems like anything, anybody that they put in there, is it going to be an automatic upgrade in all aspects, whether it's, uh, you know, the offensive planning of the game, the, the de- definitely the development of the wide receivers, which we have been hammering on on this podcast for two years. I mean, we just haven't seen it. So, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a big thing right there that uh, inspires me and gives me optimism on the offensive side of the ball. All right, let's talk about rushing defense. Rushing defense last year, 188 yards per game, which ranked 11th in the Big Ten and 94th nationally. Tyler. You know, rushing offense was the toughest category for me. This is probably the second toughest. You know, we were bad. I mean, I mean, you would think there's nowhere to go but up, but you look at Ohio State, what they're going to bring in the town 
uh, with the running game. And you look at Penn State, you know, Journey Brown and, you know, what they're going to have. And, and Wisconsin always runs the ball well. And last year, Minnesota ran the ball for 322 yards against us. And I, I just, I'm not convinced that there's been any major improvements to make me believe that we're going to take a step forward. If anything, I feel we've lost something there. I, I think we're going to take a slight step back. I'm going to go under. You mean over? Or over. I guess over on yards. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Derek. I, I will disagree with you on this wholeheartedly. I, I do think we will get better. Uh, everybody talks about how bad our, our rush defense was last year. But in seven of the games, we give up 83, 89, 74, 157, 104, 145, and 149 yards, respectively. Those are, those are good games defensively. Like, you give me those games, I'm fine with it. The games that killed us were Minnesota, who – was an average team running the ball, got 322 yards on us. Uh, Iowa, who was a terrible running team, it was ranked 97th in the country. We gave up 225 yards. Uh, Illinois was ranked 87th. We gave up 221 yards. You fix those three games, and the Ohio State-Wisconsin game, them getting well over 300 yards, all of a sudden don't mean near as much if you can stop those other three teams because our average is going to drop a lot more. So I, I think there were games that we showed flashes of really good at stopping the run. It just wasn't good against some against the good teams, and then, and then there was a few other teams that just, for whatever reason, destroyed us. Uh, so I think if, if you can fix that, plus I think we get rid of Alex Davis. I think that helps tremendously. <laughs> I don't think we'd who, ever who, hear by, his who, name before again. Actually, who, 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 by, who by the way, I listened to our uh, Nebraska preview last year, and how wrong was I? Because I had him as our defensive MVP last year. So I would just like oh. to say how dumb was I? Because wow. now I'm just trashing the guy. I would love uh, that. I out. don't. I don't mean to trash the guy. I, mean, I think his effort was there. I think he was a good guy and everything. He just was never in the right spot and i i think if with garrett nelson in his second year i, I believe he can be in the right spot better he, his moat his motor is there so i think his motor can kind of make up for losing mo, mo berry uh that's the other side that worries me a little bit because i don't know who's going to start between caleb tanner and jojo doman and those are the guys that you really need to stop the run your defensive lines there to kind of plug the holes and let your linebackers make the tackles so we just need these linebackers to start making the tackles and i i do think they will get better with Jovan DeWitt gone and Mike Dawson coming in. Uh, middle linebacker, I'm hoping Will Honus. And, if it's not Will Honus and Colin Miller, I'm hoping Nativa Mauga Clement can come in and start making a big name for himself and a few of these other guys we just picked up. All right, for me, rushing defense, we were at 188 yards per game last year. I think it's going to be slightly over. It's going to be same or slightly over. I think there's going to be a, a little bit of a drop-off, actually a pretty good drop-off, at depth on the defensive line and at the linebacker uh, core. Uh, you know, it, it's hard for me to look, especially at the defensive line, to look at this defensive line and to say that they are definitively better than last year because I, I just can't say that. And the guys that are playing behind the starters – you know, I love Ben Stilley. Ben Stilley, he's he's going to be, he's he's a great guy. But the surrounding guys, I, I still think it's going to be a drop off. I don't I don't think we got three NFL guys there right now. We had some NFL guys there in the beginning, and then plus the backups to to them, it's there's a lot of unknowns here. So 
Yeah, I, I think I'll, I'll get I'll get I'll give you the backups. I think the starters are fine. The starters like, are I fine. Think, I mean, I think Damian Daniels is as good as his brother. I think Ben Stilley's as good as the twins were. Uh, in, in fact, there was a point where we, I think, all anticipated him starting over at least one of the twins. Yeah. You know, I, and, and, and there was a, there was a point where he led the team in sacks. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't think Ben Stilley just all of a sudden lost that. No, no, so I, I don't ben, I, I think Ben Stilley, I think Ben Stilley's fine. I think Damian Daniels is fine. DeAndre Thomas gives me a little worry. And I, and I'll, and I will give you the backups. Like we don't, I think we have some great four stars that are going to be there. But they're unknown, and so until we actually get to see them, it's hard to yeah. really know what they're going to do. That's why I think it's going to be a slight yeah. drop off. I mean, that's that's the whole thing. It's just it's the depth there at those position groups right now. Go ahead, Tyler. No, I, I was just say, I, I like the defensive line. You, know, but last year I thought we were really really good. Um, and, and again, Mo Berry. I mean, I know he didn't have the season everyone wanted, but I, I still think he was our best middle backer last year. And yet to be determined if we have a guy that's going to make up for him. Yeah, middle backer. I mean, it, it, that position scares me. All right, moving on to passing defense. Uh, 200.8 yards per game last year, which ranked seventh in the Big Ten and 30th nationally. Uh, over under, Tyler. So I, I think we're going to be improved. I think we're going to be under. And, and there's two elements. One, I think when you look at our pass rush, I, I think that you look at a guy like, uh, um, blanking on the name right now, uh, Garrett Nelson. And, uh, you know, last year he came on with a spitfire, but probably not as disciplined. I think he'll be a lot better. I think JoJo Doman will be able to focus on outside backer, give us more of a pass rush. Um, I still think Caleb Tanner's good, and I love our secondary. Deontay Williams is coming back. I think he's going to be a good. I think Noah Polo Gates is going to start making rotation. I love Cam Taylor Britt and DiCaprio Boodle. I think we, we are really solid. We'll miss Lamar Jackson. Don't get me wrong. But I like this team. I think every element of to be better at pass defense, we will be. Um, and, and I think we'll be improved next year. Derek? Jeez, uh, guys. I don't know. I I like our secondary. I, I love our secondary. I love Cam Taylor Britt. Uh, we we have a weak spot in DiCaprio Boodle, and I'll say that until he leaves. Uh, Come on, he's going to get more. He's, he'll have more pass interference calls than he does pass breakups. Uh, <laughs> Who's Mister Pessimist right now? Come on, man. <laughs> look, okay. At any rate, I still like our secondary, and and, he, and he's serviceable. He's not. I don't think he's as good as everybody makes him out to be. I just think he's serviceable. I think the other three are are really good. I think Deontay Williams. We missed him a lot last year. Markel Dismuke, I think, was was really good last year. Cam Taylor Britt, I think, especially if you can just focus him on one position, it is a, is going to be a phenomenal player. Uh, my, my problem is I don't know if we can get any pass brush still because we didn't get a lot last year, and I don't know that we're going to get a lot this year. Uh, I, I think this uh, is going to be slightly over just because 30th in the nation was probably higher than I ever anticipated us being in pass defense. Uh, there, there's an obscure stat here I'm going to throw out to you guys. Uh, we, were, we were the number one team in the Big Ten and ranked sixth in the country. With just two two point four percent of our passes going for more than thirty yards, so we only gave up thirty yards on nine out of three hundred and sixty four passes, and that leads to Big Ten. I, I don't know that we can continue to do that 
for one. For two, I think, Tyler, you're right. I think we're going to be in some closer games, which is going to make teams pass more against us. Ohio State didn't have to throw against us all, all game last year because they ran for 368 yards. So why'd they need to pass? Yeah. So I, I think this year you're gonna you're, because the games are closer, you will see teams pass against us more. So I think this number will go over. Yeah, I'm a little bit over also. I, I absolutely love our secondary this year. I think we got a solid group of kids there. Uh, they're they're gonna be solid. But I'm just going over. Uh, I never even thought about that aspect there that you just mentioned there, Derek. That's pretty interesting. Being being more in the games and closer in the games. Uh, I never really thought about that, that they, teams would throw more. I just kind of looked at it as, uh, you know, getting to the quarterback. I, I'm not – wasn't sure about our front seven there uh, to create as much. I'm not as high as Tyler is about guys getting to the quarterback this year. I, I still think that we still need a better pass rusher, really. Uh, so I think we're going to – go ahead, Derek. Well, I, th- I think we're, we have to improve. If, they, if this stat is to improve, it's going to have to come from Shenander. Yeah. And, sh- and, what, and what I mean by that is Shenander dialed up some really good blitzes on first and second down last year that put teams in third and 15s, third and 20s. And then he would back off and just let it play a prevent defense. And these guys would get a first down on some little middle-of-the-field pass that only went for 10 yards, but we didn't tackle because DiCaprio Boodle's in the wrong position. Yeah, it's or, or, Cam, or Cam Taylor Britt. And I, as much as I love him, he got burned a few times last year. And and, and so I think you still you – need, you need to continue to dial up the blitzes on those third and longs. You can't get scared of getting beat. If you get beat, you get beat. Dial up the blitzes and, and do what you got to do to get some put some damn pass rush. Absolutely. I, mean, I, I so, love so our things, uh, two, Go ahead. Two things I want to point out. We, we talk about the improvement at wide receivers. I think you'll see the same thing at outside back with Mike Dawson taking over. And, and, and Derek, you talk about DiCaprio Boodle. He is third in the country since 2018 in forcing the most incomplete passes. Don't sleep on that man. He's a bad. Yeah, but, bad but he's last in the country in interceptions in his career. That's okay. That's he okay. Can't catch. We're not talking about turnovers. We're talking about not letting passing yards. Yeah. Yeah, but but he probably has the most pass interference calls too. I'm not sure his fingers spread. Actually, I think he's just swaps the ball, <laughs> and that's fine. As long as the receivers are catching the ball, it's cool. Hey, if 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 he knocks the ball down, I'm fine with that. And if he can continue the pass breakups, I'm fine with that. Just stop with the pass interference. So I calls. tell you what, what. What's funny is our last episode that we did back in April was uh, the NFL draft, and Derek was out, so we brought in two other cousins for the show. We brought in uh, uh, Tyler's brother Todd, and we brought in. Patrick. 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 God, we got so many cousins. I had to run through the list real quick. Uh, and we were doing the uh, projected 2020 draft list or 2021 draft, right? And all four of us had DiCaprio Boodle getting drafted. Yes, my head exploded. I had to clean it. It took me two days to clean up my carpet. Thank you. So you're saying that you wouldn't have him drafted? No, uh, absolutely not. I tell you what, you're, you're going to change he your mind. Have the size. He doesn't have the size. He doesn't have the tackling ability. And I, I just, I, no, I don't see him being in it. If, if he gets to the NFL, it'll be on a free agent deal. 
All right, Connor, when you're listening to this, putting this uh, audio together for us, rack that little audio <laughs> from Derek there. Uh, yeah, I think you're going to change your mind by October. All right, moving on to total defense. Uh, 388.8 yards per game last year, which ranked 10th in the Big Ten. Not great. Uh, and 64th nationally. Over or under, Tyler? I think we're going to be better. I think we're going to be under that. Um, I, I think this defense, they they are returning enough talent that I, I think they're going to be better. This is the third year uh, under this defensive coaching staff. Um, a lot of stability there. Uh, I, I, I think we're going to be better across the board. Did a lot you go of stability? Did you We've go had, over on uh, both rushing defense and passing defense, though? I, I said we we're under in passing defense, over in rushing. Okay, all right. I, I, I want to know where your stability is. Like, we've had – in three years, we've had two linebackers coaches, two defensive line coaches. Uh, I, I'm not, see, Same not seeing the stability. Same defensive coordinator. Same defensive yeah. coordinator. Yeah. True. I mean – I I, just, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see quite the stability that you're seeing, I guess. Uh, I, I think this, this one was really tough for me because I do think that we are going to give up more passing yards, and I'm, I'm afraid that's going to negate what I think we're going to improve on the rushing. Uh, I'll, I'll go – I'll go slightly over on this one. I 64th was about where I figured we'd be last year. And I kind of figure we'll be in the 60s, maybe 70s again, as far as total defense goes. So I, I'm, I'm going to go maybe slightly over on this one. I think we're going to give up too many passing yards. Yeah, and I have slightly over as well. But it's, it's really not much, guys. So we were 64th in the nation last year. Would you take a top 75 defense in 2020? I mean, seriously, would you? Is that bad? It, if the offense picks up and goes where, where it's supposed to go, I think it's fine. Yeah. I, I think, I, I, but I think we could be top 50. I think we could have a top 15 pass defense this year. But what, top what about 15? T- 15, sorry, as it. As it you're saying top 15 as in like a kid gets his learner's permit 15, not 50. Yeah. Top 15 pass defense, top 50 overall defense. Are you serious? Wow. Wow. Okay. Uh, I, 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 I think we're winning a lot more games than what you're leading on. If we're, if we're where you're saying we are, I guess. I, I I think that we're going to be in a lot of close games this year. And, And I think that, it doesn't sound like if our defense is looking that good and our offense is looking that much better, I'm not seeing us being that many close games. I'm seeing us kind of blow some teams out. All right, so I, I just want to point out something right here. So last year we were 388.8 yards per game. That was 64th in the nation. 75th ranking last year was 400 yards per game defense. I think that's still okay. Uh Tyler, I mean, what, what are you thinking there for total defense? I mean, I, I three forties. Wow, three fifty. That's got to that's got to put us in the top thirty, don't it? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm looking here. I, 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 I mean, I'm, I'm spitballing off the top. I'm just trying to do. I mean, if we give up, put me on the spot there. I didn't really prepare how many yards, but I mean, it, it, 340 would put us in the top 30, Derek. So that's what that okay, would be. Okay, so that, that's probably a, that, that's 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 probably a little bit aggressive. Uh, but no, I mean, I think I. Again, I, I think that you look at this, I mean, maybe 360s. Okay. Maybe that's probably maybe more it. I mean, again, I'm not I'm not at, thinking we're going to be leaps about, but I mean, if we can improve, I mean, last year like you said, we we were 2 200 yards a game passing. I think we could take that down to about 170. Golly. Rushing And I think so there, there's a couple elements to it. Okay, Justin Fields is a dynamic quarterback. Is he a great passer? No. I mean, go through our schedule. Who, who is Tanner Morgan? Name the other passing attack, Purdue. Those are the only two passing attacks that I'm really scared uh, of. The quarterback from Penn State. Uh, I, I, his name Sean is Clifford. Clifford. There you Sean go, Clifford. there you go. His, yeah. yeah, but they're going to run the ball really well against – I mean, I think they can run the ball. I, yeah. I mean, I think Peyton I, I Ramsey. Don't. I think Peyton Ramsey has the uh, skill set to throw for a lot of yards. I mean, look, I, I know it's the Big Ten. We love to run the ball in the Big Ten, but I think there's still quarterbacks out there that can hurt us. I think there really are. So I mean, I, 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 I just yeah, I, I'm just I, I think our passing defense will be really good. I again, I I'm high on this secondary. I'm high, and I think I'm not high on our pass rush, but I think it will be better. All right, uh, we got to move on here. We're, we're hit at the one-hour mark. Scoring defense, twenty-seven point eight points per game. That was eleventh in the Big Ten and sixty-sixth in the nation. Tyler, I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go slightly improved, um, very slightly here. I, I, again, I think we're gonna be better at the yards. I think we'll be better in the red zone where we're one hundred twenty-second in the country. But I'm still not convinced we're going to be great in the red zone defense department. Um, and I still think we'll give up some points there. Very slight improvement on the uh, on the scoring defense. Okay. Uh, Derek? Uh, again, this I think this comes down to Shenander. I think when you get into the red zone, you can't just start backing off and quit blitzing. You have to continue to, to put pressure on these guys. And, and I think hopefully he will. And I think you can at least stop some of these guys to field goals rather than than uh, touchdowns. I'm gonna go under on this, and I, the only reason I say under is because I'm really hoping we're winning some games. And I think again, this is the only way we're gonna win some games is by improving in this stat. Yeah, uh, I have over uh, this in this category. It's not my but by much, but in 2019 we allowed only three teams under 20 points. Uh, and we allowed seven teams over 30 points. Looking at the schedule today, I think there's only one team that we can hold to under 20 points definitively. There's only one team. I, I don't know if there's any more teams that we can hold under 20. So I have going over uh, in that category. Uh, turnover margin. Last year... We uh, finished at even, zero. We were zero. Big 10, that ranked seventh. In the nation, that was uh, 61st. Uh, so, Tyler, 
Are we on the plus side or negative side in turnovers? Um, yeah, I, I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna be positive in the turnover dis differential. I think we'll be improved. I think Adrian Martinez will be a little bit better um, at interceptions. He had nine last year. I think that'll go down a little bit. Um, and I think our defense will get a little bit better there. Maybe one or two more turnovers. I think Dedrick Mills will kind of cure a little bit of the fumbling issues. I, I think we'll be like plus three or four in that category. Okay. Derek? I, I think this is definitely a plus to me. I think uh, last year we lost 12 fumbles. And at least three of those were on bad snaps. So I think Cam Jurgens will have that fixed. And so I don't think we'll have to worry about losing the ball on bad snaps. I think Dedrick Mills will be a more, little more like he was towards the end of the year where ball security was really good with him. Beginning of the year, he was fumbling a little bit. Uh, Adrian Martinez, I do think, will improve. I think he will throw – he threw, I think, eight interceptions last year. or We threw nine total. I can't remember – if he threw all nine or if it was – uh, He threw nine. Did he throw nine? Okay. So I, I don't think he will throw nine this year. I think that I think that number will drop. I don't know if we will have a lot more takeaways, but I think we can at least match what we did on takeaways. And I do think we will come up with uh, just enough to put us in the plus. It, it won't be plus eight or nine by any stretch of imagination, but I, but I think we'll be in a plus one or two, maybe three. Okay. I don't know what we're going to be, but I think we are going to be on the plus side. You know, I think our defensive backs, including DiCaprio Boodle, they're all going to get some interceptions this year. And I do agree that Adrian Martinez, uh, I think he's going to turn over the ball a little bit less this year. Uh, so I think all of that will translate into a plus side. So there we are, guys. Uh, well, I before you move on, I will say this. If it's looking like he's not going to improve on the turnover side, I do think that's where you start seeing Luke McCaffrey a lot more. Well, yeah, you got to hang on to the ball. I mean, that's got to. You do. And, and he, he, was he, was, he was responsible. He was responsible for a lot of those fumbles, too. Like, there, there were a lot of times he got smacked and he just dropped the ball. Yeah, well. He, 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 he was susceptible to the fumbles, too. We didn't lose all the ones that he fumbled, but he did fumble. I'm going to throw something out here. Uh, if we happen to start off the year 7-0 and and the rest of the season gets canceled by COVID, how freaking pissed are you going to be? Well, I'll probably break the internet. <laughs> the uproar in Lincoln yeah. is going to be nuts. It will be. But, but that could be the best thing for us. Well, that, end we, on a happy note, I, right? Because, it, it, because it would do wonders for well recruiting. Know. Yes. You damn well know we will not go 12-0 and 0 this yeah. year. So if we go 7-0 or even 6-1 and 1, like, and they canceled those last five games, yes, I will be pissed. Yes, I will and, probably and you know be what? drinking so much Kool-Aid by then. In 2021, we will all have us as a playoff team. If we are 6-1 and one or 7-0 to finish the season, we will all be calling us a playoff team the following year. Yeah, it, it could 100%. happen. And I, and, I think, and I think 2021's our year. Well, I hope so. we got to get through this year, guys. And uh, 
I'm excited. I'm glad that uh, we're doing our weekly football chats again because this offseason has been freaking terrible, man. It's been terrible, but you know what? This podcast lifts, lifts me up, gets me more excited that we will have a season because I, I we need it. We all need it here. So no last call tonight, guys. We've gone a little bit long. Uh, next week we're, we'll be back and we'll do a last call next week. So uh, it's been so long since we've done a show. I got to pull out some notes here. Uh, so to get out of here, special thanks to Connor Russell for putting this audio together for us. Be sure to follow the Husker Cuzcast on Twitter, at Husker Cuzcast. Like us on Facebook. Look for our episodes on Podbean, iTunes, Apple, Podcasts, Spotify, and BigHeadsMedia.com. Rate, review, and subscribe. On behalf of Derek and Tyler, we want to thank everybody for listening. Be safe out there, and as always, go Big Red.